the intro? Sure. Here it goes. Disclaimer. The following views and opinions belong to this podcast and should not be taken too seriously. Get ready. We're about to get unsuited. Unsuited Podcast with Matt and John. Hey, oh, what's, what's up, going bitches? on, guys? Damn it, John. Damn it, John. Already? You knew it was coming. Oh, you, can't, you can't do Matt that. Just the listeners, say it before we I started. don't believe, want to be called bitches. Nah, they my bitches. What's up? Now, what's, up, what's up going on, guys? Uh, once again, we're the Unsuited Podcast. I'm Matt. This I'm, is John. I'm Matt. And uh, we have a great guest. I'm I'm thrilled. This oh, yeah. guest is at my house at the studio. I know the um, Studio B. Studio B. Yeah, the vegan studio. <laughs> so I'm excited. All the creepy bees. Did you see all the? Creepy you can hear bees the popping of it. Um, you can hear the popping of the beer. This is going to be a great episode. Yeah, I'm excited. It's a soda. Um, without further ado, I'm everybody, so this is uh, Kelly Frank from Amazing Mascot. Yay! Hi, everybody. Yeah, it's your mascot yeah. dream. We have a studio audience. See him. Settle here. down. Guys. Oh, I yeah. see them. Down. I see them over Settle there. Thank down. you. I'll do autographs yeah. after. Take your shirt off. Uh, <laughs> it's already off. Pay attention. Uh, all right. Nice. Oh. It's a podcast. They don't know. So, um, what brings you to Jacksonville? I was lucky enough to get out of the snowy Chicago to come and train the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp mascot. All right. So, which, Two days, which, I saw. Which you came and helped out with today, so it I don't was know nice. About, I don't know if it helped. I was there to interfere. <laughs> interfere a little bit. I love when you're telling them, like, yeah, when, uh, when kids mess with you, I just take... The biggest one, I tell him, I'm going to kill you and your entire family you if you still, don't oh, stop God. screwing with me. I was okay, like, time out, time out, time out. Matt, why are you still telling that story? I, time out. Oh. I'm not going to confirm that that yeah. happened. That's funny. But I can't deny it. Yeah. yeah. I was no. like, you know, a simple cut it out. Yeah, yeah you did it is, a little uh, bit better than me. It's yeah. uh, good, but you know. I, I murder like, their whole yeah. family next week, though. I don't think I said murder their <laughs> no, entire really. family. Their whole family's going to burn in a house fire. Yeah. yeah. No. And, and, and they're never going to find out who did it. Like, no, I don't think I said that. <laughs> no, but um, so you're doing, a, you're doing a mascot camp with some, um, you know, newer performers. Yep. Had four of them in there. And, um... What, so what's your take back from something like that, um, getting to work with... Because um, you're obviously a veteran. You've been doing this how many years? I, two, 99, 98. Years? 99? Well, no, oh. so 1999. So uh. I think last... Baseball's been 50, baseball alone's been fifty years. I think I'm going on like about twenty. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, so Man, thirty-eight now. Wow. So 20, 20 years, yay! That's a long time. So yeah, um, get a degree, kids. <laughs> Stay in school. Don't do drugs. I've been I've been telling kids that forever. Because um, kids always ask me, it's like, how do we become a mascot? And I'm like, well, just drop out of school. Yeah. <laughs> like this, no, but so don't finish your education degree. Go for it. Uh, since you've been around, you know, what's your impression of working? You know, and the things you get to do with working with new people. Uh, new people, it's part of it just makes me realize it's like, man, I've been doing this so long. And when people ask, like, how do I get better? I was like, well, I'll just do it for 20 years. Um, so teaching is a, little, is a little bit challenging. It's a little bit hard because some of this is um, it's so innate that I don't necessarily know exactly how to treat teach that. I try to just tell them. And what I was trying to hit on with this lesson was the the little things. And because that's what makes me laugh. Like you were talking about when he did the little finger point and yeah. that kind of stuff. I was like, that's the stuff I love. Like this isn't being you know it's not the being at a 10 being wacky being crazy like everybody can be high energy but if you can just make me laugh with a turn of a head a point of the thing like um like the old uh, fanatic was great with that where he would just you could read what he was saying and he would just look you could read his expression and mm -hmm. he doesn't have an expression and that's the kind of stuff that i just dig and love 
and I'll watch a mascot that does that and does all these little cute things and all these little funny things. And you're like, I love that. Whereas if, you know, someone does backhand springs the length of the court, I'm like, eh, you know, it's like, eh, well, that was cool for 10, yeah, 10 it, seconds, you know, the first time you see it's cool. Yeah. And then, but I mean, how many times do you get the opportunity to do like, how many the, times can you spin your head around? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, like, oh, that. you did it once. Okay. Yeah. What's, yeah, what's cool. next? Yeah, and then once you you have something that I think people start kind of expecting you to do, then you become a sideshow, and it's like you want somebody to be a creator. I think a, ma- a great mascot is somebody who can feel the situation, feel what's going on around them, and then you know come up with something on the fly. Yeah, you know something. Sometimes stuff can be overly prepared, and then mm-hmm. when it falls, and that's one of the things I told you know the group today is have Plan B. Mm-hmm. Because like the silly string ain't gonna fire. Sometimes. Yeah. Certain <laughs> so now, yeah. What are you gonna do now? What do you yeah. have to do? Especially when you're in the spotlight. It's one thing if you're working a small group, but when it's like, please welcome this mascot to the you know to center court or out to the you know, and you're doing a skit, and all of a sudden whatever you brought isn't working, and that is the skit. You're like, Ruh-ro. yeah, <laughs> working on that. So it's fun. And I think improv. I, I talked to some of the guys afterwards, and they were saying they're taking the improv classes. Yeah, and I can see a little bit of a difference because he did some little the guy who had taken improv classes. He had a little bit better object work, and I was mm-hmm. like, because uh, like when one of the improv acts uh, acts we did to warm up was you you got to kill it's murder or the massacre, and so a person has to you go around this circle and pretend to kill each person. Now each is this killing the killing the child or the whole family? Uh, you know, <laughs> he, then you go and you find their grandparents and yeah. come back. And um, no, but so that was one of the more gruesome uh, improv exercises. But he did a little thing there when he you know he was killing he was killing him with a sword. But it wasn't just any sword. By the way, it was positioned on his side. I could tell, and the way he pulled it out of the sheath, I was like, "Ah, it's a samurai sword. All right, cool." I was like, "That's that's the little thing. Details. That's that's that little thing that just made it a more real thing." And so, that's kind of my takeaway on that: is focus on the little things, and then you got ten little things, and then that's a whole routine, and that's a whole character. That's what you are. So, don't be at a ten. Yeah, because I think that's something that you see a lot. You see guys, there's certain mascots that are just at 10. They're just spontaneous running around, but there's no substance. It's like, I'm wacky. I'm zany. Here I am. Look look at me. I'm dancing like, you know, it's like the uh, the dance-off stuff. They're just like all over the place. It's mm-hmm. the little guys like do like the little things or just like I'm when Scampy did the little finger gun thing like and cracked me up because it, it, he went from like, he was kind of like an eight, nine, kind of over and blah, blah. He, slow, he stopped and he like, didn't know he not the pew pew was like a, like a hey uh, sexy like you know, hey. a little wink in the gun yeah kind of like turned his hip and everything yeah. it was dead on the right timing because he built it up and then it went away out of nowhere there was that pause and it was like boom there it yeah. was and i'm like that's funny it worked and i think little things i think some performers um you just get comfortable with your character and what and I, my big thing is who are you i mean what I like five-year-olds. Five-year-olds seems to be the age because you can watch a five-year-old and they're just, they're all over the place and everything's funny to them, you know, and that's how I think, you yeah, know, their attention spans like it is boom, boom, everything boom, boom. like gets my, you know, like what's yeah. going on? And I, I just watch your son get stuck in a, a round circle <laughs> thing a few minutes ago. Yeah, the letter O, it's and, his uh, cr- and, and cross. He couldn't get out and it was hilarious. He panicked. <laughs> he panicked. He was like, oh. But a mascot could do that, you know, like a box, oh, yeah. a yeah. simple box or something. This like, you know, the props and everything I saw you brought. Those yeah. Those little so what, what is the goal for doing a, a skit or a, not a skit, but like that exercise, that, that um, thing? 
Which one? The murder or no? The when props? It, like today, you had all the you had the hats and all the different things on the floor. What that was that it was like when you when you chimed in and you were talking about the thing is uh, you know first off using the props as they are or taking that and building it into a scene and then taking it and using it as it's something that it's not like you know taking when they took the Viking hat and it wasn't a hat then all of a sudden it was the pinchers of the monster yeah. that he had created and you're like that's great that's funny that's what you need to do like if somebody has a wacky hat like. You you could take their wacky hat and put it on your head and that's it. Like that's not really funny. But if you take that wacky hat and all it's got the two horns on it, all of a sudden it's a Madonna bra and you're voguing. <laughs> you kept on going back <laughs> yeah. to the Madonna bra. Everything's a Madonna bra. I have and a the problem. kids in the room are like, a what? Yeah. A what? <laughs> Who's Madonna? They're like making. I keep forgetting they're making references or like they played a song and they're like, we haven't heard this song before. And it was like a classic. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, we don't know the words. Like, how do you not know the um shout? Was it the you know, you make me want to shout. Like, yeah, like, yeah, that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, what's what song? I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah, kill me. Old. You're old. What happens? I'm not when you get old. Uh, we're old. Yeah, old. I'm. A, I'm a year away from um, this year. I turn forty. Oh, I got two October. two more years. I'm, I'm older than you. Yeah, uh, I told you you're old, man. I feel bad now. <laughs> you've done so much with your career. Yeah, you've you've seen it all. You've been it all. You have been plus years. Major League Baseball. You've been NHL, minor league. Um, arena football, major arena league fo- soccer. So wh- which, which one everything. was your favorite out of all the different ones? I mean, I love baseball just for the staging of it because it's such a slow pace. And I'm, you know, um, I recently did uh, a basketball game for Northwestern University, and I'm out there, and basketball is so center stage. Like it's not um, you. You have a complete center stage. You have all the attention. You have the whole thing, and that's a point where you need to be able to do a backflip or do this or that to fill that consistently. Because I can dance and fill that time, but it, like for me, basketball was too much. I was like, this just isn't me. It's not yeah. my thing. Baseball is great because of the pace. It's so slow. You can just be a character. You're a, people want to pay attention to you because they don't have to watch every single pitch. Um, so I love that for the staging and the character of it. And I think that's where you see most of the characters because that's, you know, Orbit for the Astros. You see all his character work. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that we watched with them um, uh, was, uh, you know, and just improv and working stuff. And it was with Orbit and Jose Bautista when he took the ball and oh, they yeah. sat there and played. And we watched that. And I was like, watch and look at all of these things that they're doing there. This is not a sketch. This is just improv. And like even when Bautista came in and, you know, he rubs the two baseballs together and, you know, shocks the Orbit doll because the Orbit doll is dying. I'm like, and look, and he's playing in there. Like, we didn't hear a word of anybody said. We saw all of this. We could read what they're doing. And this wasn't planned. Like, this is what you can do. And so that's, uh, from a performance standpoint, I love it. From a working standpoint, it's brutal. I mean, there's so many games. I yeah. I worked this summer for the Chicago Dogs, and that's when I'm like, since I'm turning 40 in two years, I'm kind of putting a cap that i got to retire in two years because I'm just too old. It's just too rough for this. It's definitely now like a young man's or woman's game. So um, yeah. I also loved I arena that. football. Um, arena football wasn't it's just insane because it's the just fans are nuts fans are nuts everybody there is drunk they love you <laughs> um you there's no the action's still just going all the time i was on the field and like it's arena football nobody cares i would actually be on the actual field like I, when they were playing in the other zone i was i was walking almost up to like the 50 yard line as the yeah. game's going uh-huh. on because nobody cares and um <laughs> like i'm taught i was fully expecting to get tackled at some point, because I was just taunting the crap out of these players, and I'm just waiting for someone to tackle me, and I'll be like, I don't deserve it, but it's funny. You gotta be careful, because I'm guessing most of those guys have priors. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. why you end up in arena football. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But, um, so yeah, so I would say baseball is my favorite for performance, but it's also absolutely the hardest. 
I, I don't know how some of the people like the Cleveland Indians mascot's been there for, I think he's going on 30 years. Oh, uh, Philly fanatic. I don't know man. how he's, he's still doing it. I, I mean, I'm sure his paycheck helps. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it helps. And then You'd having surprise s- what you do for money. Well, that and having yeah. seven backups. Yeah, John, I think tell us help. about what you do for money. Oh, <laughs> no. But uh, I, I think that goes to show, you know, once you find what you love, you know, it, it makes it, it makes that job easier. But could you I mean, imagine being stuck in a sport like for me, basketball, I, I didn't really like basketball. But once I started doing it as a mascot, I liked basketball better than soccer. I liked it better than baseball. Um, it just it the environment suited more. It was more spontaneous. Yeah. It's more like, oh, weird timeout, court's yours. Go out there, fall. You know, I'd run out yeah. there, fall out of cheerleaders, go out there. I'm going to go out to cheerleaders and, you know, dance with them. Just more spontaneous. I don't plan well. Planning yeah, because there's so many been. hot timeouts that basketball is great for that and having those moments. I was just, um, like I said, just because I'm older now, filling it, filling a whole timeout, like a yeah. full one and not a hot timeout. I'm just like, mm, I don't got the, I don't have the skills for this. And especially if you watch somebody like Stuff, the Orlando Magic's mascot, and he's just doing this crazy stuff. He can do a standing, you know, back tuck. He can break dance. He can do all this. You're mm-hmm. like, wow, I need a bag of tricks like this if I'm going to be doing basketball. And 38, I'm not going to learn those. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I always tell people I'm more of a ha-ha mascot, not a ooh-ah mascot. You know, you're not going to be like, ooh, you're just going to laugh. Yeah. So My they, goal was Chris Farley. I always saw myself as like a mascot version. Of like, just throw yourself down, get a laugh, ha-ha. Don't, you're not going to see a backflip. I did try to actually learn how to do the worm. Never I can happened. only do it backwards. Can't I, go forwards. I've seen George do the worm, and it, every time he does it, it makes me laugh. And I mean... When I saw him at the mascot games for the first time, and I'd never really seen him do much, but like he trips and goes into the worm. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still waiting back, getting ready to get, and I'm still laughing. Like I'm about to get called and called out, you know, and I'm like, what the hell do I do? Like that was so cool. You can't do anything can't. else. Yeah. yeah. But every other mascot did the old, I'm running out and I trip and fall. Yeah. But I'm like, he fell and just went into the worm. And oh, it was amazing. Perfect. He does it without hands, which is even cooler. Oh. He does it with his arms up. Um, what's up, George? Hey, baby. We like George. George is a good friend of ours. Um, but that boat. He's in his civilian yeah. civilian oh. life now. Yeah. He's Welcome. invited us for his boat ride. Boat ride. Oh, did he? I'm, nice. I'm ready. I'm ready. No, I think me. I don't know about you, John. Nope. I'm going, George. Can you swim? Unless he's one of my bitches. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> John, you're gonna have to, like, we're going to have to like get a new different, like, like an NC-17 on yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so not just performance-wise, but you're also a, a creator. You're a... Um, your company, Amazing Mascots, has done Ooh. a lot of mascots people have seen, and maybe they didn't know you were involved with, like, well, one of my go. first mascot <laughs> crushes, good old Gritty. You were heavily involved in the Gritty process. I wouldn't say heavily involved. We were involved. For I'm like, saying heavily involved, Kelly. Yeah, I'll take it. I was, uh, we only were there for two weeks. We were lucky. Somebody had recommended us, put us in, uh, someone was hired as a consultant and recommended us for the build. And we were in the running for it. Um, originally, they were going with uh, V-Core, who was going to build it, but they just got bought by Cirque du Soleil and couldn't meet the deadline. Oh, wow. So then we got the build, and we were working on it. We uh, went through revisions of the artwork, because if you look and you see the original gritty artwork, um, and this is I see this a lot uh, with production, you can see something, you'd be like, this is somebody who's never designed a costume before. It's, I get that from ad agencies all the time and some branding companies. You see the design of the character. You're like, this isn't going to work. Like, yeah. this is not going to work or translate into the suit. Like, this artwork doesn't work. Um, so we had gotten the deal. Then what happened was the director of entertainment uh, went on vacation. Like, he gave us a deal. We were ordering all the fur, uh, the beard that he has. 
uh, it's from National Fiber Technology. And I know stuff like that has like a six week lead time. It's like when I saw the artwork, I'm like, oh, that has to be NFT fur. Let me see what they have because they have a remnant site called um, Harry Harry Man's Closet. That's with, <laughs> with two ends. Harry Man's Closet. Harry Man's Closet. Because if you Google just Harry Man's Closet, you're gonna find a lot of weird stuff. So just yeah, um, yeah. What what kind of stuff would that be? Yeah, no, don't use it. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sweet beard. Shut up. Nice. Um, but yeah, so like I was able to find that and source that because I found that remnant site and they had like 19 square feet of that leftovers. Like that, that's great. They Which have, ain't much. Yeah, it's because uh, that for it costs like $40 a square yard. There's a $250 like setup fee. It's a six week lead time. So I was able to find that. I knew he was going to be the custom dyed fur. We were already, like problem solving. We were revising the artwork because I was taking, we went through two rounds of revision of the artwork to make it a costume proportioned uh, version. And so we're rolling on with it, working on it, going forward. And then guy gets back from vacation. He's like, uh, sorry, somebody, they got over me. They went, somebody went over my head and got to my boss and convinced them they had to go local. So, and then they ended up mm. doing local, which for them works. I can't, you know, you can't, uh, say something that that went right. <clears throat> Luck. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> But, it, it, but yeah, I mean, for, for them, for going for them going local was a good choice because I know I heard that the build was very challenging because the performer they ended up hiring was six foot two. Oh, and wow. so that just throws a whole kink into your plan, because from what I read somewhere it was originally he wasn't supposed to have shorts in the original artwork that we had. He had a tail and he had he wasn't wearing shorts, but then they hired the six foot two performer and they put him in the suit. And he looked like a flamingo because he had these big, long legs. So like, oh, crap, we got to put shorts on them. So for the, for them, for their timeline, they, you know, as much as I hate to say it because I wanted to build it, um, I think they, for them, it worked out and it went it went well because you just need to be able to make those revisions and be there that because you couldn't have somebody, you couldn't have somebody or a whole team of executives flying back and forth to Chicago to make it work. So Sucks that we didn't get to build it, but it was nice to be involved with them. And we we did make his shoes. Oh, it's an Yeah, yeah. We made his shoes and his skate covers because we had like, they they're like, oh, we sorry, they got a, they got to somebody else there. We had to go local. I'm like, oh, we already were, we're working on these really sweet shoes, and they're like, cool, go ahead, just make those. I was like, great. So so at least <laughs> you know at least you got to have a little bit of a piece in it. But I I have to say like uh, with him because you saw that you know Fang for the MLS team was introduced before him mm -hmm. and the national lacrosse league uh, mascot was released after him Ooh, excuse me as i burp um and neither one of them had the impact that gritty did and i have to say and this is what made me a fan of gritty because I, I to be honest when i saw the first version of the costume i was like Oh my god it was it was earth shattering I mean, it was oh something like god it, it was I, you know, he's definitely growing on me now and I love him, but my first reaction was, this is the worst thing I have ever No, God, please, no! No! <laughs> That's no! Perfect. That's what everybody... No! It, it really was, and it was it was one of the worst things I had ever seen, and what made Because me it was different. It, Nothing it, had been... I mean, it's like Yuppie's trailer park cousin... I mean, it went overboard. That's what I everyone was like. It was like you be on a meth vendor. Yeah, it was, you're like, Basically. yeah, it, or it, it was, it was rough. But then what happened, and what I would say, make gritty, gritty, and it belongs to a woman, um, is the social media because it was the Flyers' social media manager or whatever her title is. They had a really nice article on Ad Age of it. 
And it was nice to see people getting credit for like the actual people who, yeah. who built Gritty instead of a, a lot of people are like, I'm the father of Gritty. You're like, okay. Um, some uh, It was the social media that just really put him over the top and just made him what it was. Because I was telling you, it was that, that I, I hated him. I thought it was the worst thing I ever saw. And then when he chirped back at the mm, penguins, yeah. you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that when it came out, like, you know, sleep with one eye open bird or something yeah. like that. And I think that's where you Classic. have to take that risk. You know, you are you're sw- you have swing for the fence. It's like it's like um, like an, um, an UFC when the guy's down, you know, the guy's going into a final round. He has to he has to have a knockout. It's the only way he's going to win. And they're treating it like that. The guy has to swing for that fence every time because you know there's so much hate coming. You know it's coming. Yeah. It's Philadelphia for one, and it's a new mascot you know, from a team that doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. So you can go edgy because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? It's going to fail. Yeah. But the social media, when we saw some of the stuff coming out, we're like, damn, in the picture. like The, the ending with the Kardashian. Yeah. Oh, well, because they, they yeah. read in that article, it was a great story where she was like, I was at the lunchroom and I was just, I thought about this. I was like, oh my God, they, we got to do this. Break the internet. And that's how they ended the night. And so that's like, Within that was not even twenty four hours. That was twelve hours, I think at mo- uh, at most from when he was debuted, and everybody hated him. Mm-hmm. You got that the penguins tweet, and then you ended the night with a break the internet. You're like, oh my <laughs> god, I love this mascot. Yeah. And that's the whole time I was saying I was like, the Twitter is killing it. The Twitter, I'm like, I'm not a fan of the costume. The performer's great. I'm watching him move, and I'm like, this guy is really working the costume. He's yep. wonderful. Didn't like it. The the character. I'm like, then the social media killed it. And then I was a fan. And then you just watch him and you're like, I love this. Because that's what threw me off. I and mean, that's what kind of, I li- I mean, not to mention he's like just so far out there. Awesome performer. I love, um, you know, the, the kind of his background, knowing where he came from. But one of the things that cracked me up is that most mascots, like especially in a league like NHL or N- when a new mascot comes out, they all like retweet it and go, hey, welcome to the club. You know, good to have you. See you yeah. this week. And then when the penguins like, yeah, um, okay, like, yeah, they, lol, okay. <laughs> you don't normally see a mascot take a shot. I know they're in-state rivals. It's the Pennsylvania thing, yeah. but you don't typically see a mascot take a shot at another one through social media when they just started. Yeah. And I think that's to me what happened. Like, okay, something's awry here, and then he went right back hard. It's like Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy, um, Wendy's yeah. social media is the best ever. And people expect it now, and it's and I've heard it's run by like four or five people. Yeah, you know, you got to be that fresh. But I think social media, you can live or die by social media. <laughs> you know, in the next chapter. Yeah, and then, so uh, <laughs> you know, one of the the phases of your life was the Tampa Bay Lightning as Woo! Thunderbug, which yeah. I have the. I have him. This is my plus your thirty dollars, thirty dollars, five cents for that thing. Thunderbug dog. Okay, so some kid in China made that. <laughs> you know that, right? Man, this kid needs to be fired because this fur is all <laughs> over the place. So no, we had done the game, um, and that's night. John and I got pulled over, and um, our dog Almost started us. So yep. we came back the long way. Um, <laughs> Thanks for that. And Matt. we came through Clay County, and on the way through, it must have been like one or two in the morning. It was yeah, pretty it was late because we left straight to come home from the game. And on the way through, we get flagged. We're not speeding or nothing, but we get flagged. And they pull us over. And the young rookie cop, it was almost like training. Guy was just shaking the whole time. He's like, uh, you gentlemen uh, been drinking? I'm like, no, sir, we're coming back. He's like, uh, what's that I smell? I go, said, so there's a body and a head and a bag in the back of the truck. <laughs> not <laughs> the like, right response. Yeah, I thought it was funny. And yes. He, I did not think it was That's funny. That's when he got your head on the hood. Well, no, yeah. John's the one who's like... Who's laughing now, chuckle boy? <laughs> well, it was, it was funny because they, like, we smell something. I'm like, okay. 
and said, no, there's a mascot costume. I said, I just came back from Tampa working with the uh, the Lightning. Yeah. It's, it's Ozzy from UNF. Not that they cared. And then <laughs> they, they brought the dog. And, you know, they, I mean, they brought, I mean, they, they came down like we were parked in the mall. It was the mall parking lot they pulled us into. And like all these cop cars came like got in right in front of it's us. like five of them. And Johns looks at me and goes, run. And I'm like, shut <laughs> up. And the other thing is, I'm ready to go. Here's what, and this is where, like, and this is where that, that, you know, those moments. Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, it could be this, but we're not sure. Like, wait a minute, something yeah. you had given us those bags <laughs> that had like stuff in them. We never looked inside. I'm going, uh, I'm like parting gifts kind of stuff. Said, like, thanks for coming to us. Some good parting. And gifts. I look at John and go, do you think it's something in the bag? And, <laughs> and then it turns Here's out my special brownies, yeah, man. Yeah. And so it just turned out that we are just being flagged and they were, and I they, and they made us open, made me open the Aussie bag and then it becomes, so do you know Jackson? Have you ever worked with him? And I'm like, man, damn it. Here we go. Yeah. And they let us go. It was like five minutes talking. They let us go. You guys be safe. Thanks. You know, so we, we went on our way, but it was always that funny coming back from Tampa. <laughs> and when I paid $30 for this little guy, I, I like to have like, the, I like to have this, my moment. Oh, That's memories. Man. Yeah. This is my memory of being there. Same with, same with the first time I worked with you as Raymond. Oh, yeah. This was what you, you bought, gave everybody. Oh, okay. No, I was oh, giving you didn't us. buy that one. No. Okay. So because I China. gave, I gave her an Aussie thing. And I put it on the table. It was like, hey, and it was left there because it was like all it was all the mascots. I mean, that's where I met uh, George for the first time. The mascot for the um, the uh, San Francisco um, Giants was there. Oh yeah, cracked me up the whole day. I'll <laughs> oh never yeah, him popping it out with the what's the, the heads? other mask on? Uh, I'm Colin Hufford. <laughs> yeah, when he uh, he took his helmet off, he took off the mask. You know, he come out and he had on another mask under there. I lost my mind. And th- that's when I, I realized how out of my league I was. I'm like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Laughing the whole time. You came one of the time, the trips to the... Yeah, um, I was just there hanging Parker out. was there. I was gushing. <laughs> Parker was there and I gushed the whole time. He was like one of my favorites. I'm like, he's, he's here. That's, that's Parker. I love that. That's why I used to love that budget, man. I could just fly in whoever I wanted. And I'm like, bring it in Parker. He's like, who is this guy? And I'm like, I don't care. He's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he, and now he's with the um, the Royals. Yeah. You know, amazing. Uh, amazing performer. But no, I uh, you got these, and it was funny, you know, typical mascot stuff. Everybody had there was like a pile of these on the table, yeah, the little <laughs> Raymond, and so everybody's like doing strange things, like they're like putting together, and all of a sudden, I see Ozzy's little thing over there, and somebody's running like a train on it. And I'm like, man, <laughs> somebody posted, and and I think they had him. What they call it, the finger trap? Oh, they made him. In the, they had him in the, I'm like, come on, dude. You know what a finger trap, trap is, right? Man, I know. We're not getting this. Into is where this. your PC. This no. is where your 17 rating comes yeah. in. But anyway, keeping a PG, don't worry. <laughs> don't don't look that up, kids, on your parents' computer. <laughs> don't look it up. Um, oh, like a Chinese finger, finger trap? Tra- yeah. <laughs> oh hell no! What the hell? Okay. Yeah, we'll talk I'm about sorry. this later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> so just, back back woo. to the lightning. Uh, yeah, um, and social media. And social media. How how quickly social media can yeah. get you in trouble or out of hand? Yeah, that's so back, what. So what's your backstory? So yeah, with the lightning is everybody, and this is why you never heard a peep from me when the whole thing happened because I knew it was my fault. Um, with the raise, I ran my mouth when I got let go, um, because that was, that's a longer story. That's not for the podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with the lightning, what had happened was it wasn't <laughs> the fact that I had got, that I had silly string the Bruins fan. And for everybody who sees that video, I look like the jerk. Cause it looks like I just walked up and silly stringed him in the and face. And he wasn't a plant. No, I, it was, I thought it was, it was a plan at first. It, the whole thing was stupid. It was, you know, it's a hundred percent my fault. But I, because that game, that was the first time we had played the Bruins after we had lost in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, which I'll always be sad about for my entire life. Because all I, the reason I got into mascotting was, um, was a huge hockey fan. You know, fell in love with the Florida Panthers. 
wanted to be Stanley C. Panther. That's all I wanted to do is get to the NHL and work a Stanley Cup and to be one friggin' goal away from yeah. the damn mm-hmm. cup was the worst. So um, so that hit me hard. And so it was the first time we played the Bruins. And th- like, this is what got me in trouble is I'm a hockey fan and you're giving me a suit where I have full license to go wherever I want for this game. And it's like sometimes I would just go and sit behind the goal and watch the game for a little bit. Um, so, and, you know, obviously I'm a little bit of a loud math fan. And so it's like when people are chirping back, you know, people are talking crap. I'm a mascot. I can get you. And so <laughs> that's a really bad idea. So like this, I went out in that game and it was already, it was kind of miserable. Cause I could just tell it was like a predominant kind of Bruins crowd. And it was like very kind of powdery keggy, keggy. I'm like, I don't know if I need to go back out. I don't, this is, this kind of sucks. Like nobody cares that I'm here. I'm probably going to get in trouble. Was the game out of reach? I mean, score wise? No, it was good. It was a fine game, but it was just, there was just an energy there that you could kind of feel where, like I said, it was the first time they had uh, uh, got met up. The bad guys return. Yeah. And you're like, and there's this big Bruins fan with a big Stanley cup on his shirt. He's a big ass dude. And he, I could hear him. I mean, the whole thing that happens, because I came down the other section, other row, and he's just like, Stanley Cup Bruins! Ah!" I hate them. (laughs) In the whole section, like you could single out this one guy in the whole section. I was like, Huh. Noted. So, like, I walked back up the stairs, and uh, my handler happened to be there, which was rare because, God forbid, I handler. When I was with the Lightning, it was, well, except for when, you know, Dave was following me. Um, sometimes I was pretty much left alone to roam. Like, when I had the promo crew following me, they didn't really care. They were a little bit mad because they actually had to work and follow me, whereas before they. We're just kind of standing around. Watch the game. Yeah, and like I run around, I'm going full steam, and so no one really liked to follow me, so that's why I had to get somebody else, and so my my handler happened to be there and had a – just that day, I I stopped at Target before the game and got my silly string because I was out and handed it to my assistant, and my assistant that night was there, you know, where I was was like, hey, give me this silly string, and then I go back, and I'm mad that the clip just starts with me stringing him, and it looks like I just blasted him in the face. Yeah. It's because I'm like, no, I've got more you know, skill than that. Because <laughs> what I did is I walked up, and I came back the, ex- the next aisle, and I'm walking down, and he just starts screaming at me. And he's like, Stanley Cup! And I'm like, wait, what? I can't hear you. He's like, Stanley Cup! I was like, wait, one more time, I can't. And then he's, Stanley and then I sprayed him. <laughs> so that was the lead up. And I'm like, and as you see it, like I walk away, but then he came after me. But the whole thing was not the uh, interaction. It was the fact that the next morning I'm laying in bed and my video guy's like, hey, check this out. <laughs> and they got the whole thing on camera. And I was like, oh, this is great. I got to upload this. And so I put the clip on YouTube and I remember sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, I want to show my mascot friends this. I was like, I'm like, I should keep this private. I should mark this private and just send it to my friends and, uh, you know, keep it that way. And I'm like, nah. (laughs) But you didn't. Public. Yeah. I I think you even sent it to me. I think you sent me a text, like a link. Like, hey, check this out. Yeah, because I'm like, this is badass. <laughs> it was hilarious. I still, you know, I don't fault the Lightning. They're a great organization. I screwed up, um, and it was because it was full fledged in my contract. It's a social media policy. You can't post stuff on social media that's detrimental to the team. And that's a team that has spent like 
nonstop building up goodwill and being a classy, classy organization. Yeah. And you have your mascot attacking another fan. And then everybody was mad because they thought that guy got kicked out. He didn't. He was returned to his seat. Um, but that's but, why people were mad because it made the team look bad. It but he the, did assault the mascot. You know, well, pff, who cares about women? Uh, <laughs> It just, I mean, if you I was, know the person, if they know you and your size. That's because, like, I was mad because I got up in his face and I was like, hey, buddy, you just shoved a woman. Like, way to go. But to be fair, I also played that card where I always knew I had that in the back of my pocket where mm. if you took a swing at me, you were going to be wrong because you hit a woman. So, I again, I accept fall on all these things. I did push the limits. I got a... Hockey fans are a different breed. They're too serious. Uh, it's not as fun as baseball. Like as much as I'm a hockey fan, being a hockey mascot to me sucked because it's you. There is no center stage. There is no dugout you can get on. You cannot. And and, and me because I like to be do my staging properly. In order to stage and be seen by as many people as possible, you have to run down, go to the glass, yep. and then project up to all those sections. So now I had to run down and run up, run down and run up. It was just so many stairs. Yep. And in baseball, I never had to do that because I would run down a section. And then there's a game, you know, inning break. I could run on the field, go crossover, run another section. go. I, like, I never had to go back up the stairs. So like hockey was just rough. But um, but yeah, going back to that video, that's the whole reason with, you know, social media is a different beast. And I, I mean... Being there from the beginning of social media to where it is now, where you have, you know, the Wendy's crew and seeing that kind of stuff. When I was with the Rays, my official title with them when I was in the marketing department was Buzz Marketing Coordinator. Because this is back in 2006. Social media, a social media coordinator wasn't even a term. Social mm. media wasn't even a term. No. That's what it was Buzz Marketing. And so, like, I was technically the, like the first social media coordinator at the Rays, like Raymond had a Facebook page before the team did. A uh, MySpace. Yeah, a MySpace. I think, wow. I think Raymond was one of my top eight. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those? So it, it's like intriguing to me. And I, I always feel like I was kind of like five years ahead of my time because I was killing it on the social media and the YouTube. And back when we were first starting, I was like, I pronounced Raymond, like Raymond's the king of, mass, of social media, mm -hmm. like the, the YouTube king. And I was just flooding it and killing it with all these videos and getting all these hits. And my original account got killed by Major League Baseball because mm -hmm. they kept flagging my thing saying that they had ownership because this was before Major League Baseball was on social media. Yeah. Like they, they didn't understand it. They yet. didn't understand it. And so that and that's why it's like every now and then I get a little bit grumpy because it's like son of a bitch. I was just five years ahead of my time. Because now you see somebody like Orbit he works with MLB Advanced Media, lets them know and coordinates. And so that's why when Orbit does something, he does it. They're aware. They take it. Yeah, they push it. They take it, turn it into a GIF, and retweet it to 4 million people. Yep. And yep. I'm like, ah! I was like, Major League Baseball was killing my accounts. Like, I had stuff that had uh, my original, the banana video when it got killed. I had like 1.1 million hits. Back oh, in two, back which in, back then is a huge in number. In two thousand seven, yeah. so in two thousand seven, at one point one million hits, it was getting a, at that. It was it would grow exponentially, and like that one because that was the first. Because again, we're talking like two thousand six, two thousand seven, and I remember when I did that banana skit, and I told my boss, I was like, I want to do this skit. I just want to. I got the giant inflatable banana, 
I'm like, I'm just going to go out and dance at peanut butter jelly time. It's not going to make sense to anybody. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but it works. Yeah. I told him, I was like, it's one of my favorites. yeah, I was like, this doesn't make sense to anybody. I just want to do this for me. And like, I was fortunate with my boss with the Rays. Who, he, he went over to lightning and brought me there. Like he was amazing. Cause he was my champion and he just knew he's like, whatever i don't get it go do it and he you know allowed me to perform like that and protect me and then we did the video and then what happened was we also had a wonderful mistake when i was going up and down up and down the zipper pops oh yeah so, so then i start deflating and then the the terror that you see with the banana is like actual terror because i was like one of the first times i was allowed <laughs> on the field to do the skit and i always know like you have to get off the field at a certain time otherwise it's a problem and so, like, all of a sudden it pops, and I'm like, I'm checking my wires inside. I'm like, it's not the wires. It's not shit. Uh, yeah. I got to get off the field. And then I go and <laughs> I run. Well, yeah, I go yeah. and I'm running to the door, and then the door is shut. I'm like, wah! And then I have to go run and climb over the fence. Uh -huh. And so, like, oh, I man. started with what I wanted to be a viral video, and then it became one because <laughs> of the mistake. And so, like I said, it, like, it, that was the beginning of this. So to see, like, social media with mascots in the embassy and to see where it is to now from that to Major League Baseball not supporting me, killing my content, shutting me down because they don't know what I'm doing to where now the NHL is just kissing Gritty's ass like every single chance. He's, he's, a, he's a hot commodity right and, now. And everybody is tagging on to him. And one of the more amazing things I saw with – this is where Gritty Mania is. I think might have – might be, Think it's on a downslope? It might. 15 minutes are up? Uh, he's got more than 15 minutes, but I think it might have maybe a saturation point – because everyone was loving him. Um, the LA Kings made fun of their own mascot because he, uh, the few weeks before Gritty had sunk that half court shot. So it was all great. And Bailey was at an LA Kings game and was like shooting free throws and he missed a couple. And the LA Kings were like, hey, Bailey, like Gritty would have made it. And they tagged them both. And I was Ooh. like, what the hell? Oh, we would have had words, um, you know, behind <laughs> the scenes. There would have been some words like, you can't. You know, downplay. I, I was like, oh my, I'm like, your own team is bashing you just to kiss Gritty's ass? Like, come on. Like, that's just, and that's the difference between, like, knowing how to use social media properly and being hanger-ons that are just like, I'm going to tag Gritty so I can get likes. And mm. you, you see a couple people that will try that and try to be like, I'm going to tag Gritty. I'm going to go after Gritty. And then he just buries them. So it's just different, and, you know, getting your old concept. But yeah, I, I'm thoroughly jealous of what the, the support that people have now because it just wasn't wasn't there and like i say I, like i watch orbit a lot and i'm like man this guy is like he's so good but he's so lucky that he's there's an environment that's there like i said like you got someone backing you up and tweeting you out to freaking four million people yeah the stars have aligned there it's just a perfect situation happened at the right time it's in a big city the team's garbage that's what i was surprised at the team is so garbage that the only thing that's yeah, even worth going to, yeah, and uh, with the Flyers, the only thing worth is the fact that the mascot's different, and I think that helps. If the team was really good, you wouldn't hear much about the mascot. It's always, I've always thought that the best mascots are on the worst teams. Well, that was with me with the Rays. I had four years of being the show because nobody was watching the damn Rays. Yeah, but um, we talked to you know you briefly mentioned like the social media in general, but just kind of like just how quickly. Because it kind of did its own viral thing with the the thing with uh, the lightning and hitting the guy with the... I think people listening that are kind of new to the mascot thing or just kind of getting involved, 
need to understand how quickly once you put it out on social media, you don't own it anymore. It is so easy to steal the stuff. You can't kill it. Yeah, because yeah. they uh, just you do, steal yeah. it. It's just like with tweets. Anytime you read a tweet or there's a controversial tweet, someone's like, they deleted the tweet. They're like, oh, no, it's okay. We screenshotted it. Like, we got it. You're in forever. You're an yeah. idiot. Yeah, like, I mean, look at, I mean, not no political side, but like Trump and all these. Look how they go back and they find something to take it, you know, and put it into context in today. And you're like, damn, he, you know, it's a, you don't want to do it as a mascot. I mean, look yeah. at Kevin Hart. He made yeah. jokes when he was first starting out. That are biting him in the ass now. I mean, as a mascot, I mean, even as a performer, maybe you don't want to be tied to, like, oh, you're the person that was part of that. I got some yeah. tweets I need to delete. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, John? I went back. Well, because it was funny because you're talking about de- deleting all that stuff and how it just became its own monster. Um, I uploaded that video and I think within 24 hours is like 150,000 views. And then all the news stations started picking up and sports center was doing this and that. And I'm like, Oh no. And then like, I get a call from the PR VP and I was like, Oh God, I deleted (laughs) my entire channel. I just killed my channel, did all this and that. And you couldn't think I wasn't me. Yeah, no, they knew. Well, that's because the whole thing. That's why I said it wasn't just the action. It was the fact that I uploaded the video to my official channel. Mm. So this is, hey, kids, don't be an idiot. Um, so that's just what it was. And uh, and like I said, I don't fall. And I didn't say I didn't say a word to the press because I had, I had, uh, what was it? It was Inside Edition, Inside Edition, Sports Center, like everybody, CNN. Everybody calling me. Would have sold that store. <laughs> oh, well, people were talking, you know. And if if you have something like this that happens, if you're ever involved in a situation with this, shut your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Don't say a word. Say no. Even if they get you on the phone, no comment. As a person that comes from that line of work, the media is not your friend. Oh, they no. will take everything out of context. They're trying to make a name. They're trying to get that exclusive. So you could say. It was the biggest mistake of my life. I didn't mean to. I wish I hadn't have done this. Uh, they're going to take a portion of your thing that makes you sound snotty, and they're going to make they're going to villainize. They got to make a villain, and the best way to make a villain is to get a soundbite that works for their oh, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah just and, don't. Because yeah. well, I had it in, in there, and it's tricky too because I said that I'm like I'm sorry, I don't have a comment. Like I don't because my whole thing when it happened was, was like oh my god, please. Nobody make the connection that I was the same person that got fired from the Rays. Like, please don't make that connection. And then they did, right? I'm like, oh, that's all I need to be known for is a person who's been fired twice in Tampa. But eventually they made that. But as I said, like, um, but that's legendary. (laughs) That's that's, that's you are a legend, girl. I still think it's funny. (laughs) That's why I'm not really mad. I'm like, whatever. It's funny. It's a story, and it it pushed me in a direction that I was too afraid to take. Because to be honest with you, I wanted to quit the Lightning. Um, I after my first year, I wasn't going to come back. I was going to go to Chicago and, and stay there and work on improv and try to do uh, uh, something else. And then, then they doubled my salary, my per game. So I was like, all right, come back and see how long this works. But Cha-ching. they, yeah, they, they yeah. doubled, they doubled the game pay. Um, but then we got new owners cause I was brought in under the old owners okay. who loved me. And then we got new owners and we had a CEO who came from, uh, Portland and the Sounders were they don't have mascots and he hated mascots oh. and so I have noticed that with some owners it is a love or hate environment he hated the mascot and he wanted to kill Thunderbug he was on a mission to get rid of the mascot and and I knew that I could tell like I like I said I had a good boss who kind of shielded me from stuff but I'm like I'm not an idiot I know where things are going 
And so I tried to anticipate that. Like we were already in the process of redesigning him. I had two redesigns and like one was a super fit. Let's just put them all in hockey gear. Let's just make them a bug yeah. head and full hockey and make them tough. Like I know uh. this guy doesn't like mascots and he wants it to be hockey centric. So let's work on that. And then just the same fat, funny version, but with the only change is what they actually ended up doing was giving the white of the eyes yeah. to give him instead of a shark eye to give him the white of the eyes. And then I had actually changes intended to Thunderbolts. So like those are the two uh, major changes right. that I had. So I was trying to anticipate that, but he just didn't like the mascot. And so because of that, I, you know, also I get this pay raise and was no longer allowed to do anything. I wasn't the best skater. So I used to skate on, do a lap on the ice pregame, killed that because they're like, you're not a strong skater. I was like, screw you. I'm a woman from Florida. Like, yeah. I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, so they got rid of that. You know, no more dance dance offs, no more promos or anything. So all I was doing was walking around and banging my drum. Like literally the only thing I could do was walk around and bang my drum. And then I even had, they had some new director come in and he's like, yeah, you know, we don't, um, we don't want you, uh, in the lower bowl. Um, when, when play is going on, I was like, yeah, no, I know. Like when the game is on, I sit down, like I'm, I'm, I'm a hockey fan first. And I still, one of my favorite performers who was a hockey mascot, I was at a game and I was watching him and I want to freaking go down and choke him. Because he's sitting there doing the bald head guy, you know, put a plunger on the thing and do the ring toss bald head guy. And he's doing that. The game is going on. And I'm like, sit down. Like, I'm the same way. Same way. Sit down. It's hockey. Because it's a difference. It's baseball if you're doing this or that. Like, if even if they get a hit or if you block the pitch, they're going to see the, you know, if they make contact, they're going to see the hit. They're going to see the home run. If I miss a goal, I miss a goal. And that might be the only one I see. So. So, yeah. Yeah, because I, I think that was kind of me and the Iceman kind of, they're like, well, we want you to go through the stands more. But I'm like, you don't let fans go down when the puck's in play. Why the hell am I going to be able to wiggle through the stands? I said, I'm going to be in people's, oh, they want pictures. Oh, so you want me to attract the Stand up and do, yeah, and I've seen other mascots that are yeah. taking pictures on the glass behind the yeah, goalie. Yeah, they, they told me to do that. I'm like, but what about the fans? They don't want me in the way. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of big. I'm six foot two without the costume. Yeah. I don't think you, and they're like, no, the fans wanted it. What fans? Mom, the moms that brought their kids who aren't watching the game or your actual hockey fans. The yeah. hockey fans are the ones that are going to keep it going. We lose them, then we're going to lose because mom and the kids ain't coming every game. Yeah. That was the big, the big struggle was, no, we want you going through. All right, start doing that. And guess what the first night happened? I was in an area that I didn't realize I was blocking one of the main cameras. I was up high uh, enough and standing uh, up. And he and then finally my boss comes down. He was like, Blizzard, I need you down because you're blocking this center ice camera. And I didn't notice I'm, yeah. I'm like right in there. And in the process of me trying to get out of the way, I stepped over the seat. The shoe collapsed in and I felt my hip and stomach oh. across the seats. And oh. then the next day I go into the office, pull my shirt up, which was, first of all, scary to think of. <laughs> And I was black, blue, and brown all over. I said, so this happens because the shoes suck. Can I get something better? Oh, we're working on it for next season. Yeah. And then they got the shoes they got now, which are garbage. Anyway. But, you know, well, okay, so I had I tried to get you that contract. I tried to get you that contract. I know it was a bit cool, Yeti. You and but, I had uh, been in conversation. I tried to get you that damn contract, but they okay. had somebody else in mind, and they uh, – they got what they paid for because that thing's going to be a piece of crap. And then, you know, before this, I, I saw it at the game a couple weeks ago um, over, over the Christmas break. It's looking kind of shambles already. The mm. shoes are falling apart mm. because it's those stupid shoes that have the Velcro around them that you pull the shoe over top and do that whole thing with. Uh -huh. And the Velcro's pulling already. So the shoes kind of has this like mushroom mm. effect. 
and they look awful. And it just, I know I'm biased. I know I've like, got a little bit of bitterness in them. Sour no, grapes. No, you're not there. bitter. No, you can't say that. <laughs> Ever. But you said we should be positive. Very I'm positive. I'm positive. That's right. that it, you got it. Well, it, it, like, I guess, yeah. I'm I mean, positive the suit's ass. I can just say it looks very generic. It, it's for, very. I don't know why you would pay good money for something that looks like an off the shelf husky that's. Everybody's got that look. That's why I wanted a Yeti. Nobody's got a neon blue. I mean, that's because I sent you that picture, and yeah. it was um oh something foot was big, big E foot from yeah big E foot yeah. yeah who's not no longer with us he had bell bottoms looking things I but I sent you that picture I'm like this is what I want and I yep. even sent it to my boss at the time and he's like I like this this has potential because it's something different that we don't have in Jacksonville but you and that's something I told the boss you know and we sat there in a meeting and listen and there were people at the table who had no business being at the table like their opinion shouldn't have mattered. But yet they were there talking. And I'm like, who, who are you again? I'm like, the whole time, like in the back of my mind, I'm all like, what, what would you say <laughs> you do here? And <laughs> we're talking and they're talking about this. I said, OK, let's start naming all the mascots in town because you want to build a gray and white character. OK, OK, let's put neon red, like bright red chum next to him. Let's do the bright orange Mr. Biggs. Let's yep. do Jacksonville, who's bright yellow with teal. Let's do Ozzy, who's tall. You know, very tall, big brown. I said, you got all these other dogs in town. He doesn't stand out. He immediately becomes the back of the picture. Immediately. And if you're trying to build something that has an impact out of the gate, and you're going with gray and white, and you're going with a dog, the only thing that they got away with is naming it after the uh, killed canine dog here in town. They got, uh, they got away. They pulled one over on everybody and did that. And I think that's the only thing that saved them because nobody can hate on a fallen... I mean a dead police dog named after you can't hate on them. You're like, you'd be an asshole. If you're like, I hate that mascot. Oh, but he's named after a dead Fang. police dog. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is someone mm-hmm. mentioned today. They're like, he's named Fang and he doesn't have any teeth. Exactly. <laughs> I, I brought that up too. I'm like, his, yeah, he doesn't have fangs. And what does Fang have to do with hockey? It's not yeah. a term. You know, you were talking about the earlier today, we were talking during the training and your dog's name is pickle pickle. It's a baseball term. And then we started talking about, um, mustard. Yeah, squeeze. Squeeze the whole mustard thing. And then it never dawned on me. So the backstory makes perfect sense because I like things that make sense. Yep. Um, Chicago dogs. Mustard's a good guy because what's on a Chicago dog? Mustard. Mustard. Pickles. And, and then I was onions. telling my wife the story during dinner. And I said, <laughs> so get this. She's like, yeah. She's like this, you know, acknowledges like, yeah, cool, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then I go, and who's the bad guy? And she goes, I don't know who I go. Ketchup. She goes. Ah, yeah, it was funny. That That was a great one, and that was one where because we we built the costumes, but I gave up on the designing because, and this is what because you know obviously Matt, you're you're passionate about this too. Where you know, (laughs) well, where you have something that you want, and like for that, where you wanted a Yeti, and for me, I wanted a dachshund named Pickle, and (laughs) that's what I wanted, and I drew it, and I did this, and I did, and they kept on kind of coming back to the mustard thing. We're like, oh, we want if he has a nozzle for a hat, and I'm like. I don't want that. That's going to be a pain in the ass. And so I kind of, I only did like one half-ass concept of that. I did like a million concepts, tried to do all this stuff. And then I just kind of uh, just gave up. Um, The owner is a huge fan of the Denver Nuggets and Rocky. And so then I turned to uh, Tom Sapp, who's like the OG of mascot design at this point. What's up, Tom? He listens to the podcast. So he's a, he's, he's really great. He's, and it's, He's a fascinating person to talk to because he comes back from the age of, you know, back in the, like the original uh, Her- Harrison, 
Harrison and Erickson days with like Jackson DeVille. Yeah. When you debut a character and it's like two hundred thousand dollars or yeah. something. Yeah, something Ruben, r- yeah. ridiculous where the rights were where the artwork and the design and the character rights were so valuable. Um, there's another woman, uh, Cookie Gluck, who did the <laughs> the old school Benny the Bull, and she right. she was in that that because he used to be brown. The original bull n- was brown. Might have been. I think. Well, I think you might. I think you might be thinking of uh, Double. Yeah, it was double. Yeah, the, I remember yeah. there was a mascot that was brown. It was just ugly. Because I mean, the old, hard the old Benny, because that was what's fun is the old Benny was a big fat Benny as he was, and they had Double, and then Double got arrested for selling weed, so they killed that character. <laughs> so when um, yeah. the new performer came in in 06, uh, Benny merged, Benny changed, and the big fat fuzzy Benny merged into that slim Benny that he is now. So it's, it looks like they married Double with the original Benny, and that's where you have it now. So. And Benny had some awesome social media. He kind of was, he did that um, Jerry Springer skit with uh, the big <laughs> inflatable. actually oh, slam yeah. him down. Yeah, yeah, with the big inflatable. Um, I remember that. And there were some, and there's there certain mascots, I think, that somehow hit gold. They At the right time, they found something, especially with like the skits. And that's about having that video department, you know. And that's um, something that popped up on our, on our website that I saw that you chimed in on. And we saw some of our friends chime in with, which is social media still is a lot of mascots get a lot of credit for being awesome because they got a camera crew who's shooting them during the oh, game. Oh, yeah, it was and Slugger. The, and the, yeah. Well, and Slugger it's also, was, it's a, it's a, yeah, that's a full-time program, and that's, yeah. that's like when people are chiming in, like, well, it's, it's good when you have support. You're like, yeah, it is. That's a full-time program, and that's the difference. That's why that's why Slugger the Sea Dog is Slugger the Sea Dog, and you're just you walking around with no assistant, making 50 bucks a game. You that's say program. Stuff. It's funny. You say program, you say it like it's no big deal. <laughs> I said that at the meeting with the Iceman and the uh, the vice president, the head guy. At the time, there's the owner, and there's the VP who actually is like the GM kind of guy who works his way down. He looks at me and goes, keep using this word program. What do you mean by program? I was like, well, the overarching, the umbrella, this mascot lives under it. It's, it's a program. He goes, yeah, I don't get it. And he kept on going. I'm like, so it's just funny to hear you say program. <laughs> and I sat in a meeting with a guy that, who once was a mascot. Tell me he didn't understand what the term mascot it's program is. It's just a is. difference. I mean, for it's like you said, some people just it's just a person in it's the suit. It's a brand. Well, yeah. Well, mo- uh, there's a lot of people, and that's a constant kind of fight. And it's it's getting a little bit worse now because it's so hard to perform right now because everyone just wants a selfie, everyone just wants a photo, everyone wants you to do a Fortnite dance. So you can't really perform anymore. You're just getting stuck in a sea of memes and gifts yeah, they want a snapchat they're like hey do this thing i'm like what are you doing or they want something do like the t-pose what the hell is the t-pose who oh, are you still like this uh, <laughs> and so it's a little bit rough it's a little bit um so dumb. getting older it's a little bit disheartening because i feel like i can't perform anymore and everyone just wants photos so i think that's what teams are going towards because it doesn't matter and the bosses yeah. that's all they want they no, just we want... just got photos let's just get tags we'll yeah. just get photos yeah we're getting you out there people are seeing you on social media people are liking it that's that's good enough for us but it's like you're not performing why don't you just get a cardboard cut out of me put it up there and take it, you know. it's that's where it is and then you know with the liability issue there's a lot of people that would rather just have a photo opportunity than an entertainer so it's just it's it's good it's just going down and down you see every year like we lost some uh we've we lost a ton of good ones recently between like the Rockets, uh, Rockets, Bulls, and Jazz. You're just seeing, just it's just becoming a dying art form. It's not really. I don't think it's an evolving art form. I think you're getting. I think the clamps are getting tighter. And that's what I was going to ask. You you know a hell of a lot more about the insides of the business. You especially being up in Chicago, you know these people personally. Um, and I'm not trying to get into their business, but I am. Um, 
is it kind of like one of those professions people are getting out of because it, there was that time when there was a lot of money being paid. And it was kind of that thing where there's a lot of money out there. And now we've talking about the 90s, man. Coming the back to the 90s were the time to be a mascot. That's when everyone was making 100000 and it was just yeah. ridiculous. You're it's like, a heyday. Now we're just not going to see was that the, again. I was the generation right after that. Like, because the Raymond before me was pulling in. I saw his contract once where it was like a 70000 base with so many, however many bonuses, tens of thousands of dollar bonuses for appearances. And my first year I was, they knocked it down to part time because he was a victim of that. You make too much money, blah, blah, blah. Cut it down. We're going to pay somebody $125 a game. I'm 22 years old. That's great. I'll take it. Yeah. My first year I made $16,000 and you took it from like an 80 to $100,000 program to $16,000. And that, so that I was kind of like that first wave of, uh, the, the people coming in after that first axe and then there's still a few pockets there's still a few pockets of people that are making good money but it's it's getting rarer and rarer that uh, mostly in the nba a few nfl teams um the astros obviously value orbit so but it's it's just less and which less. is funny because that guy came from the panthers mm-hmm and I had the pleasure of working with him as Stanley a couple of times when he was doing things with you. And it's amazing. You know, you hear stories about how things aren't working out. You know, I think, didn't he retire from Stanley before he went? No, it was the lockout. He was a, okay, he was he was a victim a, of that. Yeah, he was a victim of the lockout, which is one of the dumbest things because when you don't have a team, you need a mascot. Like, so yeah, you should be do, more remind- busy. Like, that was very short-sighted. It was great that it worked out for him because I think he was only out of a job for like two weeks. But that's just that thing. It's like it won, and I think maybe some people, you got a performer who is good, but maybe he's not being best used to the best of their abilities. Like hockey, obviously, you don't have that center stage like you. Yeah, meant. I mean, they had actually a stage that they use at the game yeah, too. It's weird. Um, I, love, I love the Panthers, <laughs> but it's a case of maybe, and this is for anybody who's paying attention. You know that maybe you're in a sport or you're in a team where your abilities aren't being, you know, used that finding a, a team or a sport that would better be suited for you would make you, you know, cuz we've seen what Orbit did. Orbit's huge now. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't type in the name mascot dan- you can't put mascot and dance without seeing the dance off yeah, with him yeah. and Willis. Yeah. Which every time I see Willis in anything, you know, non-costume thing yeah. dancing, it cracks me up because I'm sitting there and everybody be- I'm sure you get this worse than I am because you've been mascot longer. Um any friend of mine that knows I'm a mascot Anything that's a mascot-related meme, anything for it. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that last week. <laughs> yeah, that's been around for a couple of years. Willis has been doing that dance where he, yes, that's I know that one, or he steals the maracas and shakes, or I, I've seen them, I know it. it's like you should be like that. Get that security guard. Okay, okay, <laughs> I get okay. right on. Yeah, I just I love the when you know the inside or like you know. You're like, by the skits. way, that's like one of the oldest skits in the yeah. world. It's called Dancing Security Guard. <laughs> it's called Reluctant Dancer. Is what that skit is called. And You've you seen can, them where they get the umpire. You know, the yeah, umpire it's comes always out of nowhere. the little kid. It's called yeah. a Reluctant Dancer, and that's a that's like probably like thirty years old. But that's the differences, and that's taking it and putting it on your own twist. And then like Willis really sells it because he's so deadpan. Nobody wants to talk to John. Yeah. John's over there. I was like, John, you got anything to say over there? <laughs> M- Matt's doing hand puppets at me. Damn. <laughs> I was just listening, man. You enjoying the show? <laughs> I'm enjoying the show. I'm sitting here. And feel free to jump in and ask a question, man. Chime in. I said a question earlier. Nice. I appreciate it. We're good. You sure? I get one question in an episode. That's cool. Why don't you guys talk now while I get another beer? You should do that. So, John, how's it going over there? I forgot to ask you how life has been. Man, it is going. How's the gym hurting you? 
Dude, it is, it's all right. It, it's not so bad. I guess we're going to step it up this week. You got a trainer? I uh, did a lot of meal prepping and stuff today. I uh, got my uh Man, Kelly is kicking meals. the shit out of my beer fridge over there. <laughs> I can hear it, like, <laughs> shaking it. You know the door works, right? She, she didn't bring a cooler like I usually yeah, do. Yeah, John always She's brings a cooler. And then, and you have the, um, those are, is that the biodegradable top where this, the jellyfish can eat it or something? No, they can't eat it, but it's better than those other Those tops. rings? Yeah, the, the stupid rings. turtles get stuck in them? Yeah. Seriously, don't swim in the rings. <laughs> uh, I've seen it. But no, I think um, when it comes down to it, uh, during the classes today, I was watching and some of the things. And of course, my brain's working 100 miles an hour. Like, you know, oh, you can do this or try this. Like, I'm trying my best. Just mouth shut. You got to watch. Watch what they're doing. Drop them in the middle of a busy crowd. Because they're, yeah. I really wanted to. I wish I could have taken them to go work a crowd because it was hard for a contained situation to teach people these and then not be able to practice them. Like the next thing that we should have done is to go out and make them work an appearance, but we just didn't, I didn't have that opportunity. We could have I mean, used, could you use more time today? There was something going on at the arena. I couldn't tell what, and that open area is fair game because of the saxophone guys oh, right always working front. it. Yeah. yeah. I just saw people coming and going. Um, so there was something going on at the arena, but, and that's across the street from the baseball grounds, but now it was neat getting a perspective from the, the guys that are doing, um, scampy and Southpaw. You know, and kind of seeing how their brain works is obviously we know Jimmy, the you, know, from, you know, from Southpaw for so many years. Yeah. Um, it's just seeing a new person in there and, you know, how do they envision what's their motivation for that character? But something that and I'm not going to put the guys on blast. I'm staying positive. <laughs> you see, you got to do that because, well, you have to know the situations, too. And that's the hard time, too. And then knowing this, I have to take this and look at look at people who are new. Yeah. And be like, I can't judge these people on my level. I've been doing this for 20 years. I can't expect these. You can't expect the baby to run, you know? You have to work on it. And so that's why my goal and hope today was to inspire inspire them, give them, you know, some grounding, you know, work to take it the next level. But, I mean, for I, – and I was thinking about that. I was like, what makes a good mascot? Like, how could I teach them that? I'm like, you, it's got to be in you, man. You have yeah. to want to be good. There's so many skills. There's yeah, so you just you just skills. have to want to be good. And then one of their performers was taking improv classes. I was like, that's great. Another one was taking dance classes. I was like, that's great. Oh, wow. These all translate. This is perfect. Like, this is what you need to do if you want to be better. Or you can just walk around and take pictures. It's, you know, it's what what you want to do. And I can't, I can't teach passion. So you have to have that. Yeah. And then, but it's just like, you. I've seen some people that are super passionate, but then just don't have the skill set. So there's that. You have to have those both both of those things kind of come together. And it's, a, and it's what skill set? I've seen guys who are phenomenal dancers but can't work a crowd. Exactly. They and have there, no was a, timing, there was a but. few um, uh, NBA hires where they just hired a dunker. They hired yeah. somebody off a dunk team, but then they have no personality. Yeah. They're like, oh, they can do backflips and they can dunk and they can do this. But yeah, put them in front of a you know, group of people with no yeah, trampoline and they can't game. do anything. So it'd be, I think it's easier to teach somebody to dunk or be part of that than it would be to teach a dunker how to be a mascot. I think they're back ass words on well, that. Well, it kind of, actually, I had an audition. Um, I was lucky enough, uh, the Henson Corporation had a, open, they had a diversity hire where it was basically an open audition and you could go, I flew, they didn't pay for it, but you had to go, go out to LA. It was great. I got to go to Henson Studios. I got to try on the puppets. Oh, wow. Um, so and they jealous. Were, yeah, it was, it was the diversity hire. So it was like, um, sp- specifications for men they were looking for minority men but then for women it was just like any woman like you doesn't matter your your ethnicity we just need women i was like sweet um so i was able to go out and do that audition and i thought i'm like oh this is wonderful it's cool it's great 
and didn't get a call back. Like I was just like, uh, whatever. But the thing was what they were looking for was they were casting for, um, their, uh, uh, unstrung, which is their puppet improv show. Okay. And what they wanted were improvisers that they could teach to be puppeteers more so than puppeteers, you know? So for them, it would be easier to teach an improviser to be a puppeteer than we'll teach a puppeteer to improvise. So, and I'm not, despite taking a ton of improv classes, it's, I'm not a good improviser. I'm a good nonverbal physical comedian, you know, improvising. But when I have to talk and build a character and be realistic and not go for the joke and to build, you know, to build that character and create that scene, that's not my bag. So I was a little bit, but yeah, so that's like, um, and I saw, I saw this one good guy who was great, had great physical, great physical. And I thought he was going to get this job, but I was like, I mean, he, I'm like, he's great and he's good and he could be there. I'm like, he doesn't have the character yet. Like he just doesn't have that personality. And so like, and he ended up not getting that gig. Um, and now I see him now and I'm like, wow, he's got the, ah, that's terrible. He's got the personality now. That's great. But that's just the thing is matching all those pieces together because i don't know i've never dunked <laughs> i've tried i've missed in fact i've i hurt my elbow missing. i've watched you try the last time i times. tried to dunk at benny the bull's birthday i was sparky i hit the tramp wrong my shoe got caught in the springs <laughs> oh, no. i lost the shoe and fell on my face and then because you got all the mascots dunking behind you and i know tuck and roll get out of there so i was like had to grab my shoe and just get the hell out of there i'm like oh, okay wow. this is not yeah. easy they um we got invited to the Giants game. I'm unavailable next Saturday night. And I oh, think okay. that's going to be involved, the dunking, because he's trying to do like a dunk team thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, dunking looks awful when it's done by people that don't know what they're doing. Like when a, a real dunk team that knows how to hit that tramp at the right angle, they power through the dunk. I think it's, it is not simply jumping on a trampoline and going. Oh, there yeah. is so you much. You think it is. No, like I, there's a certain point you have to hit it and you have to yeah. do this certain stuff and you think you can just bounce off and you can't. Yeah, and like that one was. Because they offered us a chance to go practice, and I didn't take it, but Clark the Cub did. And if you look, he almost nailed it. He he got to the rim, and it was and we were all the other mascots were like, "Damn, that was you were close, man. That was awesome." And everybody else is giving him shit because he missed it. I was like, "We know you were close. We know you <laughs> you were really close. You practice hard. I it, had it trouble. I I could get to the rim." I had, for some reason, because it was the angle I was coming in at, I had trouble dunking it in. I was hammering it off the back of it, the back of the iron. Mm-hmm. I was having trouble actually getting it home. In fact, there's video of me getting up, putting it down, and it doesn't go in. And I'm like, and I always had trouble landing. I always landed on my ass. I never landed on my feet or forward. I always came at an angle that created my feet to come from underneath <laughs> me as I'm dunking. I'm almost like tomahawking oh, it. Oh, jeez. And I just <laughs> ate shit so many times practicing. Because I used to go up on during like lunch breaks, set it up in the auxiliary gym at UNF. And that's how I hurt my knee the first time. Just Yeah, it, that's the other. <laughs> it hurts hitting that trampoline. Mm-hmm. If you don't hit it right, if you're not strong, you can you hurt yourself in a hurry. Yeah, I when the Orlando Magic job came open this last time, uh, I was still with a Lightning and... Uh, uh, unbeknownst to me at that point my job was in jeopardy either either way <laughs> even if i had survived the video i was gonna have to re-audition for my job um because of stuff another company it is stuff um but uh yeah i i it came open and i knew because i actually did my internship with the orlando magic and miracle back in it was uh, 2000 i did my it was the orlando miracle i did my internship and then i also worked on the court doing promotions for the magic. So I had actually worked for both teams and I knew the director of entertainment and kind of reached out once the job came open. 
and thought about it and was just like, dude, I'm too old for this. I was like, they're going to want to make, they're going to want a much level, much higher level of physicality. They're going to want this. And I was like, I just can't do it. And I, I forwarded it to, when I came open, I forwarded it to the guy who was um, the St. Louis Blues mask at the time. And I'm like, dude, get your stuff in. Like, this job is open. Put your stuff in. And he ended up getting it, and it because he was made made for the That's job. A, yeah, he was made for it. He did not fit the blues well. Like some of the skits he was doing, like the Angry Birds thing, where he was hitting trampolines and flipping. Yeah, I'm like, he was just amazing. What NHL mascot? I don't think he could skate. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing. From the second you saw him, you're like, dude, you're NBA. Yeah. So like, as soon as that job came up, I was like, get your stuff in. And then like, I found out after the fact, like during the audition, they're like, oh yeah, we talked to Kelly, but like she didn't apply. And I'm like, wait, wait, do I still have a chance? They're like, no. At the audition, some guy did backflips the length of the court. They're you they're good (laughs) i was like all right all right i was like but i kind of thought about that because i just just knew my physical limitations because i think i was only like 32 at the time um but i just knew i'm like that's not me i don't want the tourney like every nba mascot has so many injuries it's a great you know definitely gonna have an acl you're you're just gonna hurt and that's why I said. That's why I said I'm a ha ha mascot, not a ooh ah mascot. <laughs> so I'm gonna put you on the spot. Here we go. Put you on the spot. I'm gonna take one of JY's things. JY's uh-huh. top five, but we're gonna do a top five for you. I okay? am so pissed because I thought of that earlier, but I didn't want to say it because like Matt's not gonna go for what? it. What? <laughs> Give her the top five. Yeah, I was just gonna randomly say Matt hit the intro for the top five and then make her do it. Okay. <laughs> I, honestly, seriously. Do you, okay. So swear here, to God, I, thought no, about no, this I, earlier. I, 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 Okay, so and my top like, five. There's no way. I'm gonna let you two decide amongst yourselves. I so my top five is gonna ask you from number five to number one your top five favorite characters you have been. Okay, <laughs> are you okay with that, or would that's you like that, to do no, a that, five, top five that, or your questions? No, you asked five no, no, questions. No, 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 no. That's what I was thinking. I was honest to God thinking what was her top five. No, I was thinking what was her top five favorite overall mascot. Okay, but okay. So close yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. We're close. Here it comes. J top five. All right, so here's how it works. We're gonna play the sound bite, you know, t- number five. And so, what's the topic, John? No, we're gonna we're gonna do her. What, what do you want to do? Why not both? Okay, let's do both. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. We get okay. Hear, that means we get to hear the open twice. Yay! Okay, so the first <laughs> one we'll do, we'll just go top five mascots that you've been. Oh, okay. Top five. So we'll start with number five. I gotta think for a second. I guess my top three. <laughs> she has five. a top three, not a top five. I've got a top uh, five for you, and I'm not even you. I know what my one and two are. I got to think of the other ones, but oh, I know one, two, three. Oh, uh, we'll start with Squeeze since I'm currently Squeeze. Okay, so you are performing Squeeze. Yes, yeah, so we'll okay. say Squeeze. And you also built the car. That's your company's costume. Yeah, we built it. Tom designed it, and we built it. Okay, so that's number five. Yes. Number four, Sparky from the Sparky. Chicago Fire. Okay, Spark. Then he's not the one that's got like a, bat, uh, a soccer ball head, is he? He's got soccer patches. He's a Dalmatian, and he has uh, soccer ball patches. Perfect. So when we're at number three, I would say Thunderbug. Actually, because it was fun. It was good for me because I got to complete a dream and be there in that Stanley Cup run in eleven. I'm very happy to be there. So it was more fun for me, and to be able to reach my goal of being in the NHL. I wonder if the uh, the NCAA frog's going to be in this. No. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Number two would be KO, who is my original, my OG mascot. That That's who got me my job for number one. And that was great because I was a Raymond Entertainment character. I actually moved up there to do it because I, I always wanted to be in one of their suits. Tried it out. 
And then that's actually kind of what spurred on the business more so than anything, because I love the suit, but I saw a million things I could fix in it. And just Broxton, that's way up where. That's not even Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah, and everyone was Ooh. like, you're going to Broxton? And it was like a huge move, but that was, those were all the connections. And in fact, that's why I'm here today with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, the people that I met in Brockton, the, who was the, the G, my promotions manager, who is now the GM of Akron, who also worked with the River Dogs and knows all the people. That's how it got me into this whole ownership group. So that's from 2003 to now. So here we go. That's crazy. Number one. Raymond. Who would have guessed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love Raymond. Funny, there's a one guy goes, ow, hold on. Here he comes. <laughs> so Raymond, you know. Yeah, he, he, he was uh, just great. I, I, I'm very happy that I got to do that because I actually got to go to a Rays game the year before I got the job. And was like, I want this job. I want this job. I could do this. And um, when it came, uh, what happened was, because when I worked in Brockton, two of the people there is Mike Vec and somebody else had worked for the Rays. So when the job came open, I just said, are we taking pictures now? Yeah, Matt <laughs> does this. You just got to ignore him while he doesn't keep talking. Raise, raise, uh, raise, raise. Yeah. Raise, raise, raise. But anyways, like we, because I remember it was after the championship happened and uh, Mike Vec was there because they, it was funny because Brockton had me that whole season and then I, I was still in college, so I had to go back, but they made the playoffs and they did like two games without me and the fans were livid. They're like, that's not KO. So they flew me back to work the championship, and then we won. And like the owners and Mike Beck, who's a legendary baseball promoter, in case you guys don't know, I recognize the name. Yeah, his his uh, father, he's Disco Demolition. He's the guy who did Disco Demolition. I don't know that. You don't know? <laughs> Disco? Yeah. So he's great. He's the original, and it was wonderful to work from there. Wonderful because he was brought in with the Rays to be all crazy and stuff, and then they just give him the boot because no one actually wants to be crazy. They just want the theory of crazy. Mm. Um. Because I remember talking to them, and I'm like, I want to be Raymond. And they're like, you don't want that job. You don't want to work for that team. And I'm like, no, I want that job. And they're like, oh, well, because well, he was with the Tigers at that point. He was like, oh, come to Detroit. You can be Paul's. I was like, nah, my friend used to have that job, and I heard it's not very good. <laughs> so I was like, no, I don't want to go to Detroit. So, yeah, when that job came open, I was able to call those people and be like, hey, I want to audition. And so they were able to call the, you know, the, the director of entertainment and be like, Hey, we got this girl. And so that's a lesson of that is contacts people. Yeah. yeah. Don't burn bridges. Don't burn. Know. Yeah. Cause I was, you know, when they didn't, when the rocks, you know, were kind of just dismissed me. Like I was done. Like when they didn't like when I left for the end of the summer, I was going back to school. I was like, I think I'm done. Like this sucks. And no one, I'm like, I just worked my ass off this whole summer and I don't feel like, they knew what they had. And then when I left and then they saw the, Oh, and for them, I think it was cause they hadn't had a mascot before. So, you know, to float my own boat, but if you have your first mascot and it's a 10, you know, you don't know what a one looks like until yeah. you, you see it. And then they saw it and they're like, Oh, Oh shit. Oh, what do we do? And so I think that works back. in a lot of industries where people like new bosses coming in, they see it and they're like, Oh, that's just the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so like, that's not I mean, what... I did a different skit every single game. I think when I, there was 40, 41 games and I went and looked back and counted and I did 38 unique skits. Wow. That's yeah. not, that is not my strength. I am not a skit writer. I no, steal and skits. I still suck at. Yeah, I, yeah you just steal I, them. Or I stole you, from you, so I stole somebody from you during my my time at. They're um, all you all steal, and that's what I tell people. And I didn't tell the guys today, and I should have. I was like, look, when you're starting, steal, just copy people. Mm -hmm. My personal rule for that though is, 
Uh, if you're ripping somebody else's skit off, don't post it to social media. Like, don't put a video of it. Like, have that little artistic integrity. Because I recently saw somebody, I saw an NBA mascot who did uh, Slugger the Sea Dogs Dirty Dancing one. And I'm like, and then they posted to social media. I was like, damn, dude. Like, because yeah. yeah. the, the whole, the, the conduct and the agreement within the industry usually is, uh, it's okay to steal my skit because I'm going to steal yours and you do it in your market in front of an audience who's never seen it. It's fine. Like we can keep it all fresh. Social media that's that's out the book. That's it's out, out the, the door. So that's like my rule is if you're going to steal somebody's skit, just don't put it on social media. And I always say change it, make it your own. Because I, I mean I stole all the time, but I always try to change it and make it your own. Because like my the rally monkey skit with uh, Raymond where he kidnaps the rally monkey <laughs> and, and turns him into you know what's a clockwork oranges and makes you watch the video and makes and makes him into a race fan i stole that from the marlins but i changed it like i yeah. used different music i used a different setup we you know added some things into it and and put it there so it's okay but to yeah, improve but, on something you've seen well because you know when you're starting all you, all you can do is just kind of copy and there's a lot of a lot of comedians do this a lot of improvisers where you're trying to be you're trying to emulate emulate your heroes mm-hmm. so you're like i want to be i love the fanatic so i'm just gonna do all the fanatic stuff and you do that and then as you're emulating somebody, you start to find your own character. Yeah. And then you become unique. So there's no shame in copying. I just say have a little of integrity and don't try to claim it as your own. 